Welcome to Artists of New England. This is a podcast created to inspire you on your journey of artistic expression. Whether you are a career artist, a teacher, an emerging artist, or hobbyist, you can learn and gain support from your peers. We will explore the symbiotic relationship between these groups, lending insight and empathy towards each other. We will discover the where, when, why, and how of the creative process of artists living and working in New England, with occasional bonus interviews with gallery owners, collectors of fine art, and art historians. Perhaps today's show will bring you the aha moment you've been waiting for. Welcome to Artists of New England with your host, Laura Castanari-King, and today I'm here with Sarah Chase and Jess Dickey. Welcome. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for having us. Yeah. This is really exciting. This is going to be a unique show, and um, we, uh, you guys are art teachers. We yes. are. Deerfield Community Middle School. It's, Deer- a, it's a Deerfield Community School. It's actually a pre-K through 8th school, so oh, we okay. teach mm-hmm. kindergarten through 8th grade. Wow. Yes. Okay, so, so the, the things I were reading were a little more pertinent to the 7th, 8th grade. In that yeah. description on right. the website. Yes. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Amazing. So... I like to always start a little bit of background. So, um, Jess, why don't you start off, give me just a synopsis of your own, you know, artistic journey. Where were you born? How did I, what's your earliest recollection of anything artistic? Okay. Um, I grew up in New Hampshire, mm-hmm. um, in Londonderry, mm-hmm. and um, I lived there basically my whole life, except for my freshman year in high school, I moved to Florida, and then mm-hmm. back. Um, and when I, I was always creative um and pretty decent at art Mm -hmm. um but when I went to high school I didn't take an art class until my junior year for my requirement and a friend of mine um who's now a landscape architect in New York City was like you need to take um your art class with Mimi Johnson and so she was uh one of the art teachers there um she's an artist in Haverhill um and she like changed my life really? yeah so yes. within that first class she was like you need to go into art wow and I was like on track like pre-med yeah. biochemistry honor student and she kept on pushing me pushing me I took really? like every art class they offered within the last two years of high school yeah. and then when I went to college I was still on track to be a yeah. science major yeah. and within that first semester I was like I, I can't do this wow how about that Mm-hmm. So that teacher influenced. Yeah. What in? Wow. In my so yearbook, amazing. it says, when you're ready to go into art, I will be here for you every step of the way. <laughs> so, And I'm still in touch with her. Oh, I yeah. love that. Mm-hmm. I love that, especially because now what you do for your kids yeah. is so Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. So I switched majors and then um, my concentration was in ceramics mm-hmm. at UNH. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had the fellowship there for my nice. senior year. And nice. um, yeah, it's been a long time since I've done my own ceramics work but I have a studio in my house um yeah and then I did the ed program at UNH because um my parents were like there's no way you're going to major in art and not have a backup (laughs) yeah um and I'd always worked with kids too so um I yeah I did that ed program I actually moved to California for a year after my undergrad came Mm -hmm. back um and I was introduced to Deerfield with my first ever education class mm-hmm. and it's like my second home and you know has been like my first home Love for it. many periods of my life so Love it. all right Sarah give us yours <laughs> okay so I grew up actually on the coast of Maine in a little town called New Harbor um, and I grew up with an art teacher from I think the time I was five until when I was 13 Duncan Slade he's um a painter and a quilter Mm -hmm. and he I just remember he had this great he he wore Converse sneakers and he was always smiling and when I was in kindergarten he had us make a dinosaur and it traveled from classroom to classroom until we were in eighth grade and so I think there was just a a love of art early on because of him because he had such life in him Mm -hmm. Um, and then I went to high school and I too, um, I wasn't going to get into science or medicine, but I thought I would be a lawyer. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't take art for a couple of years and something just felt amiss. And mm-hmm. when I was a junior, I started taking art classes. And then I did a summer program at the 
now it was the Portland School of Art at the time. It's now the main college of art. I did a summer program there and just, I think that opened me up to a lot more experience. Mm. Um, and then I, I went on, I was really lucky. I had parents who encouraged me to do the arts. They were, um, they, um, in fact, my father, I can remember, he just was very, always very supportive um, and just wanted us to like do that. He's, he's a furniture maker. So I think mm -hmm. it's, it's in him too. Um, and then, yeah. And then I went to college and I was a bronze caster at UNH and I loved that. Jess and I actually were in the same area at the same time, but we didn't know each other, oh, which is <laughs> hilarious. We know a lot of the same oh people, um, but we didn't know each other then. Yeah. I graduated from college and I had no idea what I wanted to do. So I moved out West and I traveled around and, um, did some traveling and experienced a lot of different things. I worked in a couple of art galleries. Um, I came back East. I worked for the Portland Museum of Art. And at that time I was thinking, oh, I know I need to go back to graduate school. I'm not sure what for. I was sort of like thinking museum studies, that sort mm -hmm. of thing. But I would always find myself going by the education department at the Portland Museum of Art to sort of check and see what they were doing. Okay. I liked the idea of the messy more than the white gloves. Yeah. And so um, I took a I, I started taking a couple of classes at UNH in the graduate to prop program. And uh, one thing led to another and went back and got my master's degree. And that's when I ended up at Deerfield. And um, I remember walking into the Deerfield art room and Laura Vovaris was the teacher at the time. Jess interned with her as well. Mm -hmm. And it was just such a different environment than any other elementary art room I had seen. Students were working independently on different things. They were talking about their artwork. Mm. It just, it, it was so interesting and so different. And I thought, oh, I want to be a part of this. Yeah. Yeah. So you're here starting. So let's keep going down that road about what makes this program so unique and different <clears throat> okay. from, sure. you know, the, in particular, I think now the kids probably get some of their own self-directed opportunities in junior high. Is that right? The, no, it starts in it kindergarten. Starts we yeah. start in kindergarten. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. So tell me how this goes. This is fascinating. <laughs> All right. All right. So, do you, you want? To... Yeah. You, okay. so you can start. <laughs> All right. So um, the program that it, it originally started from was the artist workshop, which was developed by a woman named Karen Ernst in Connecticut, and she was um, a, a language arts teacher and taught something called the writers workshop, which yeah. is what a lot of schools use even now. Um, so Karen's job was um, RIFT, I think, which is a reduction in force in mm -hmm. education terms. And mm -hmm. so she went, she took the art job and she modeled the program after the writer's workshop. Mm -hmm. So um, what it involves is um, our kids sketch all of their projects before they begin them. Mm. Um, and they're accountable for that piece of it. And then we um, have like almost like stations set up in the classroom with different media available to them. Okay. Painting station, drawing station, collage, collage. printmaking. Wow. Yep. Yep. Um, and we roll out the media one by one in the beginning of the year. Yep. Yep. And how to use it, how to clean it up. Mm -hmm. Um, that's really important. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Sure. And um, how to combine. So they won't end up like me. <laughs> right. Right. Um, and then um, they, once they start a piece of, they can do multiple sketches. Okay. Um, but once they start a piece of artwork, they are committed to finish that piece of artwork. Oh. They can't like toss it once they yeah. mess up. Nice. Um, and this is starting right from kindergarten. Yes. Yeah. Nice. So I we taught, we taught, well, our lessons are between five and 10 minutes long. Um, and we'll introduce a medium or a technique or an artist mm -hmm. um, or a culture or just some little piece to get them inspired and going. Mm -hmm. And um, they don't have to do what we tell them. Yeah. Like just we show them something, and but they can make their own decision about what they want to use that day. And what ends up happening is the kids develop their own styles very yeah. early. They work in series. You can identify whose artwork it is, like without a name on yeah. it a lot of times. Sure. Um yeah. And I would say we, in addition to that, um, they are so creative and they do things that sometimes inspire us. Mm -hmm. And then, um, and oh, yeah. oftentimes actually they'll, they will, so a student will do something and 
we'll be like, ooh, we should do a lesson on that. Yeah. And so we incorporate it in some way or into a lesson, or we have the student do the lesson on it oh, and have yeah. them because they're the expert in that thing. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's really a way, it's, it's really interesting. And one thing leads to another. I find often in our program, you know, we start with one idea and three weeks later, something else has come out, out of that same idea. It's really, sure. it's an organic sort of yeah. thing. It's really interesting. Right. It's great. Right. Yeah. That is so amazing. I mean, you look at artists today and what are some of the struggles they have? Commitment to follow through a project. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Some even taking care of materials properly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just so amazing to just start that right at the beginning. Yeah. So do they um, interact between grade levels? Um, we have some combined classes, like five, six are okay. together. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like Sarah said, the, you know, a student will do something yeah. um, and the, we'll teach that lesson across all grade levels. Mm -hmm. oh, okay. Or right. we, um, a lot of times a student will see something that we did with a different grade level right. and they'll be like, I want to try that. Oh. So that's sort that of happens. how it, yeah. The other piece of it is students are responsible for if they decide they want to hang something, we have several bulletin boards for display purposes in, mm -hmm. in the school. And if they decide that they want to hang something for display, they make a label for it. So they give it a title, they write the art media they used, they sign wow. their name as an artist, yeah. they mount it on a piece of colored paper. We kind of go through that process with them and show them how to do that. And That's so they're cool. responsible for deciding when they display their artwork. So a, lo a lot of times students will see things out in the hallway mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and they'll say, oh, I really liked that. You know, how do I do that? Right. Which is really yeah. very, very cool. And we added that. We added a reflection piece last yes. year also. So on the back of the artwork, we'll ask like a couple questions like, what did you learn mm -hmm. from doing this mm -hmm. piece of artwork? Um, why did you choose to display this piece of artwork? Um, that kind of thing. So they're constantly sort of reflecting and analyzing their own work and their okay. process. Very nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So because you probably get the same kids to follow through mm -hmm. the right. years, which yes. is incredible. It is incredible. Unique. It's really yeah. great. Um, they say there's always this point where kids first they're so free and, <laughs> yeah. and then yes. they start yeah. with the self-criticism yeah. that doesn't yes. look like a nose. You know, we do, see do you see that? Yeah. We do. It's yeah. actually, it's a stage in art. It's called the gang stage. Mm -hmm. And it's um, when students want to, things need to look a certain way yeah. and, they, and they get really frustrated if it can't look a certain way. And a lot of times they won't want to use color. Um, the every, gang stage. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. I know. Yeah. It, I know it's funny, um, but they won't want to use color. Um, things become very black and white and often like cartoony or based out of pop culture. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's a whole stage and it can be, it can be an interesting stage and it can be a challenging stage <laughs> yeah. for yeah. sure to yeah. ride out, especially with a student that you've seen that's done some like really amazing creative stuff. Right. And then all of a sudden, and sort what of brings does this typically? Oh boy! Like five, six is typically yeah, fifth, yeah, and, yeah. fifth and sixth grade. So um, yeah. fifth and sixth grade. Oh yeah, no, oh, yeah. Not, not, no, 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 no. Um, so okay. like, yeah, no, like, they're amazing. Like, I know, up 10, until, yeah. at like 10, 10, 11. Yeah. Um, and I think that's gotten younger over the years. I think it used to be a little bit more like sixth grade, seventh grade. Yes. I feel like with the advent of internet the internet and youtube uh, yeah i think that that's that's got students are a little younger when they go through that the um the right the the youtube phenomenon right they yeah. watch all of these how-to videos right and they're like yeah. i want to do that and it's you know like a video that's on that fast track speed yeah. up but like you know <laughs> um but which can be like Ooh great for kids that are not in that stage because they're not committed to the outcome right right but those kids that are at that stage mm. can get frustrated when mm -hmm. things don't work out the way that they plan right right yeah. i think that's where um having choice is can be very helpful because we're not saying you have to make yes. a van gogh flower right yes. now you know we're we're um, allowing them to explore their interests. So yeah. I think in some ways that can be very, very helpful because they're exploring what they're interested in, which is it's authentic and it's about them. Yeah. Um, and it can be difficult. Yes. Because, yeah. there's the flip side. because they don't have, they have too many choices, choices. right? And oh, like, I often true. say like uh, <laughs> middle schoolers are almost like, it's like a re-infancy stage, you know how like, 
like babies yes. love to be swaddled. Yeah. Like yeah. those seventh, eighth graders, while they may resist, they love those boundaries because yes. so when you give them narrowed down the choices, that's why you probably saw that description on our website. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Once they get to seventh and eighth grade, we do that one trimester of full choice right. like we have. And then we go to like project based, like mm-hmm. with choice within that, but sure. like parameters, this, right. This is what we're doing. Right. And then also is helpful gearing them up to go on to high school sure. where they will have a project based class. Yes. That's how all of the, yeah. those classes um, run. So it's sort of, it's a good transition and it meets them sort of where they are yeah. developmentally, which mm-hmm. I think is good. Oh, it just sounds like such an amazing program. Yeah, we, we really love it. We feel we very do. fortunate to be at the school we are. We're, um, Deerfield is very supportive of the arts and always has been. Yeah. We, um, unlike a lot of schools, we have, we see all of our classes twice a week for 45 minutes, okay. um, which in elementary is unheard of. Usually it's once a week for maybe 40 minutes if you're lucky. Yeah. Um, so we have almost double the time, which is huge. Yeah. Um, and everything. Yeah, yeah. And we feel very supported. We're, yeah. um, you know, the, from the teachers to administration, everybody. Yeah. And just, the community. The community yeah. as well. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, great. which is great. And did I did I read somewhere something about journals? Or they yes, yes. What is that? So they that's their first project of the year is to create a cover for their sketch journal. Okay. Um. So they do that, and we have somebody in town that makes them into um, art journals. They're really nice. Wow. Yeah, we're very lucky. Yeah, and we they use that throughout the year. Yes, they do. Yeah, and they keep them. They take them home at the end of the year, yeah. and they're wow. yeah, they've got this. Yeah. And a lot of them will come back years later and say, you know, like, I still have my sketchbooks and they add to it over right. the summer. And, and how it's, long it's have really you both been there? Oh, gosh. <laughs> so I am going to be starting, I think, my 15th year oh, okay. at Deerfield. Okay, nice. Is that right? Yeah. Because yeah. my, I always go by how old my son is. Yeah. Because I, that's how, <laughs> you know how that works. I do. <laughs> um, okay. So okay. I had, I worked at a couple of different schools before a job opened at Deerfield. Yeah. And, um, I, when my oldest son was one was when I started there and he'll be, he's 14 now. So okay. this is my 13th year. So you've really yeah. been able to see yeah. progress and right. maybe even keep in touch with kids who've gone. Yeah. We have. In fact, some of our students. <laughs> Your former, face is just what, I yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, it's crazy Isn't because I think we still feel like we're, um, we, I mean, I still feel like I'm young Yeah. and that's you know, slowly changing, quickly changing, <laughs> something like that. Um, and we, we have students actually that we now work with, which is just, you know, wow. mind yeah. boggling. And you think, yeah. how is that possible? I remember yeah. teaching you when you were 13, what is going yeah, on here? So, um, yeah, so it, we've really been able to see a whole, whole Absolutely. change. And or we have like children of students yeah there's that too that. which is yeah, just yeah. kind of like oh no yeah that happened right <laughs> we're the same age we're still like in our 20s trying to, I was trying to figure yeah. that out but I guess yeah. if you had one on your first year you know they yeah right. yeah right exactly yeah. yeah it's crazy but I it's, guess and like the thing is once you reach you know once you get through like eight or nine years there you've seen a child from kindergarten right, all the way up right. through eighth grade and that's pretty incredible and the relationships that you form with your students mm-hmm, are yeah. it's really special it is yeah. we're very fortunate in that way and the nice thing is Jess and I our rooms are right next to each other and we have an adjoining door um and so I we often are opening the door and you know come take a look at this artwork mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. I have a question about this student because that um we, we see the students repeatedly, but some years, like, Jess might have a student for three years, and then I get them. And so I might be like, oh, tell me about this student, because mm-hmm. I want to learn more about them, and she can kind of yeah. give me some insight and vice versa. Yeah. So it's really, yeah. we're nice. very lucky in yeah. that way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the students are lucky. Yeah. That's just so amazing. You know what? One other thing I wanted to mention was the... Um, when we talked about the community Mm. we started doing this a few years ago there's the Deerfield Arts Tour in town in every October and we have seventh and eighth grade students that are like really interested in art they get paired up with a local artist and they um, have they see a a framer in town and who helps them mat a few pieces from their portfolio and then they spend a piece of that weekend at the studio with the artist talking about their artwork yeah it's It's 
That's right. It's really special. Yeah. The funny thing is, is like prepping them for that um, because a lot of them don't call people. You know, they text everything. So we have to go over like, okay, this is how you make a phone call. (laughs) Give them like a script, basically. This is what you need to say. And yeah. Yeah. So it's real, but important life skills, you know, that very much so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Amazing that, you know, you have to take care of stuff like that. Yeah. It's a new, it's a new world. Right. Right. It really is. Oh, I love it. So is there a critique aspect to this? Yes. That's a great question. There is. Um, We do, we do critiques in lots of different ways. Um, we do, um, a lot of times we'll do a share at the end of a class period where we'll have students sit in a circle on our, we each have rugs in our classroom and they'll hold up their work and they'll say something about it. Um, we also, we do lots of different, um, critiques with the older kids when you're talking about, you know, when they sort of get, um, very particular as they get older, they don't want to share in the same way. So you have to find like new and different and creative ways to have them share. We'll do things like post-it note critiques where they'll have to write something on a Mm post-it note and put it down and yeah, different things. Can you think of some? Yeah, I was just going to say we, um, we tweaked, um, some of the sharing in the last couple of years too, where we have, like I just started and I know Sarah does this too. I'll just have a couple of kids share at the mm-hmm. end of class who want to share and I'll have um, somebody interview them. Yep. So a oh. student asks the questions yep. like, right. what medium did you use? How did you make this? Et cetera, et cetera. Right. And then the student answers and then <clears throat> um, the student calls on kids in the class to for questions or comments and we we model the feedback too like right from the Mm get-go um receiving feedback about your artwork can Mm -hmm. be really hard to take and Mm -hmm. it's a very personal piece Mm -hmm. um or part of yourself so we do that by um you know just building community we read a lot of books on how to treat one another and yep. and what good feedback sounds like. It's not like yes. um, like the things I'll say. Your, like, your picture's really cool. Right. I'll say, I don't <laughs> want to hear the word cool. I tell them something specific. I like it. Yeah. I like your picture because of the way you used color, yeah. value. Right. One of the other things we do with lessons is we'll introduce an element or principle of design and we'll talk about where they, they can identify where they use that particular nice. element right. or principle within the artwork. Wow. So being yeah. able to use that art vocabulary mm-hmm. is super yeah. important. Um, the other thing we did a few years ago, um, and we, we, we did it a couple times, is and we haven't done it in a couple years but um we had our middle school students actually video each other and interview Mm -hmm. each other about their artwork and um that was really Mm -hmm. interesting because they would say things they would go off on their own to talk with each other and they would say things with each other that I don't think that they would say in front of a class or with us present and so I think that was a a really nice way to get some information from them about their artwork and to have them talk to a peer about their artwork which is really great yeah the other thing we do is um, we'll do something called reading a picture mm-hmm. where we will put up a piece of artwork on um, whatever artist we've been studying lately, or we'll start with a piece of artwork from an artist and we'll have the kids um, talk about the picture. Mm-hmm. Um, so going through, again, elements and principles, what yeah. do you see? What do you think? Mm-hmm. What do you think is going on here? And they are so insightful. They, yeah. Like, oh right. my well, gosh. Be after being in a program yeah. like that, it's just amazing. The what, things that they say, though, they're coming out. Yeah, yeah. are, they're just brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. I have to say, you know, if you've ever been in an adult critique group. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. I, I think I like the sticky notes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the sticky notes are great. But wouldn't that be actually that I'm not in kid that would be kind of it's fun. a great right. Right. That would be kind right. of fun. Yeah. Well the thing is too that kids are quiet and thinking mm-hmm. when they're sort of circulating and looking at the artwork that way. And mm-hmm. um, we'll tell them that they have to comment on like three different pictures or something like okay. that. Right. Um, and they'll just go around and write in silence mm-hmm. for, and that's a, you know, taking them to a different part right. of their brain. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, the, and again, we model the feedback that you right. can write down or we'll actually have the students, like if this is your piece of artwork, write a question for the viewer. Oh, what right. do you want feedback on? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and right. so we'll do it that way sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And I think the other element too, is when they're walking around, that can be very helpful for a student who's particularly fidgety. Sometimes sitting to talk about artwork is really difficult for okay, some sure. of those students mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Oh, it just sounds like such a phenomenal program. It is. We, we're, we, we're biased, we're, but we, we love are it. very lucky. Yeah. We feel very, very yeah. lucky. 
And, um, you know, that's why I think that's a huge reason why we've been there as long as we have and why we both live on the seacoast and we make that commute. And that's not necessarily easy in the middle of winter. Oh, yeah. You know, or when it's it's dark. Yeah. Yeah. But it's so worth it. It's so worth it to be in a a 40, 45. Yeah. yeah. And you listen to podcasts. We do. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Lots of them. Yay, podcast junkies. So what has been the feedback from the parents? Are they just like blown away by this program because they never had anything like this? They, I would say typically yes. Yeah, I think they're, they are, they're very supportive. They're very, um, I think they're very interested. Um, we do an art show every year um, and we get a lot of parents coming in with their students we had 400 Which, people come to it this year yeah wow. yeah. yeah yeah so oh, i mean we, really yeah sad. right so i think that alone says says yeah. a lot and they're very supportive we just um this summer we've actually been spending a lot of time um, working on ordering a new kiln, mm-hmm. which is way more difficult in the school than you would think it should be <laughs> um but oh, wow. that that was because we had said oh our kiln's getting a little old and there was just overwhelming support within the community for we'll make that happen for you. So, right. I mean, I think it's, that that just says so much, right. you know, it's never, it's never been a question. Right. I think that's huge. We haven't suffered budget cuts or things like it's right. all the community, even like on our, you know, people who might oppose the school, they always support the art budget. It's that's really wonderful. incredible. And right. it's, um, <clears throat> that's we just feel really valued. Valued, super valued. Yeah. Um, how do you, so how can parents and grandparents have kids <laughs> who don't have this kind of amazing program? How can they foster? What can they do to foster these That's things? That's such a good question. That's a great question. I think, do you want me to no, go? No, you can start. Okay. Go ahead. So my, my son is super artistic. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, I wanted to make sure I didn't screw that up for him. <laughs> um, so what I have intentionally done for him is just give him the tool supplies basically. And I haven't really ever given him any lessons on how to draw, how to paint, how to do this, how to do that. This was the first year he's 14 that he asked me for, how do I draw like shadows on a hand? It was the first time he's ever asked me for advice. So I think for my -hmm. advice for people is, give them the materials and stay out of it almost, you know, um, they, and they come to you with questions when they, and, and if they want to pursue something like outside of school, Mm -hmm. I know in Portsmouth, there's tons of opportunities for Mm -hmm. kids Mm -hmm. to, you know, get lessons or like, but I mean, this kind of supportive group, like learning the critique and learning to, you know, follow a project through to the end of, Oh, are those things in these outside programs? I don't know what's out there. Um, I, yeah, I, just, I don't know that those outside programs necessarily have critique. I mean, I think a yeah, lot, a lot sure. of those programs are more project-based where yeah. they'll do, you know, certain pro- projects. But there are a lot of really great experiences out there to be had. And mm-hmm. I think that that's the thing. You want to foster a love for something. Mm-hmm. Um you know, rather than like, you must do this, like Jess right. was saying, I right. think that's huge. Like I think about, um, my son's three and has, has not seemed to be interested in art at all, which is totally fine. He likes music. He's three. Who knows? <laughs> right. Who knows where he'll end up? We're potty training. It's a whole world. I teach a three-year-old. <laughs> okay. There you go. Violin. <laughs> wow. He's pretty, he's pretty that's, unique. That's pretty cool. Um, but I think about him and I think that like, I just want him to find what he loves in the world sure. and figure out how to make that happen for him when he loves it. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think that that's, that's the thing. Look at your, your kids and, and find out, you know, is it, is it, is it violin? Mm-hmm. Is it right. painting? Is it something totally different mm-hmm. like dance or, right. you know, there are so many different outlets. Yeah. So, yeah. um, and different opportunities. And the nice thing too, with technology is it's so much easier to find things now. Yeah. You know, I mean, I feel True. like technology yeah. is a double sword. There's there's good and there's bad about it. But yeah. but it really um, it's much easier to find things sure. and much easier to find um, the information if you don't have it. Mm-hmm. Do you utilize technology that way in the classroom? All the time. We do. Yeah. I, I feel like that's one thing that's really changed yes. the way we we mm-hmm. teach. We have interactive whiteboards in our mm-hmm. rooms and um, it used to be back when we both first started teaching where you would want to do a critique 
read a picture of an artist and you'd have to go through your stack of posters and find calendar pictures. Yeah. Find that picture. And, and now you can just pull it up. So that piece of it is really nice because it's super quick. Um, and it takes, it just takes less time. Um, and you can project it really big, which is really, really great. Um, the other thing, um, we started working with our technology teacher, four years ago, maybe, um, with some different like 3d printing projects and, um, it's been really great because that is such a different way of thinking to plan something out on a computer program mm-hmm. and then have it printed three dimensionally. You're, right. you know, it's, it's, it's almost like architecture. It's like a blueprint that then becomes something else. Yeah. So it, that's a very different way of thinking. It taps into a different part of your brain, I think. Sure. Um, and it's really interesting to see there are some kids that are very successful at that. Mm-hmm. And then some kids that struggle that you wouldn't expect to, but mm-hmm. because it's a different way of thinking. So yeah. I think that has been really exciting um, to be able to have pieces like that. And also, I mean, students are so into technology that it's a hook for them as well. So yeah. <laughs> you get a lot of interest in that way. Um, you know, that said, I think there's tons to be said for the hands-on and I think that's super important, mm-hmm. but it, it is nice to have that little piece for just a different way of thinking. Yeah. So what would you say is the greatest strength, uh, and or the greatest challenge with teaching Ooh. this style? Um, <laughs> I wish people could see your faces because you guys are so cute. <laughs> <laughs> we like look at you each other. Like, oh. You're just totally in tune with each other. Uh, we, uh, we are. We are. Know. We are. <laughs> It's our own little language. I've seen it. I think I feel like the greatest part about our program is that we, the students feel like they're artists. Yeah. Right. And, um, you know, if we go to a place where there's 20 artworks that all look the same, like it actually, we have like a bodily reaction to that. (laughs) Like it gives us a stomachache because what, what, what we're really going for is to nurture the creative process and nurture that creativity. Mm -hmm. Um, And that is our priority. And once you know that that's the priority, it's Mm -hmm. very easy to sort of release control and allow for Mm -hmm. a little bit of chaos, which is what needs to happen for Mm -hmm. this to work. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I think, well, that said on that flip side, you talked about the release of control. I think it is, it can be a little bit of a blow to your ego when you teach this lesson that you think is the coolest thing and you want to show these students and all of a sudden they're like, Oh no, I want to draw a robot and I want to make this. And, and, you know, so I think that is, that is a thing you have to sort of know that sometimes you're going to teach something that they're not going to want to do. Um, and that said, you might find it cropping up though, like a month down the line where mm-hmm. the student is like, okay, so I did that other thing I was way into, but I really liked what you did there mm-hmm. and I want to give it a try now. So you do have to leave your ego at the door a little right. bit. Right. Um, and that, I don't think that's easy for a lot of art teachers because we are so into, you know, an aesthetic and the way mm-hmm. things look. And mm-hmm. so it can be really hard to like know that sometimes it's going to be a mess and yeah. that's what it's going to be, but that's what creating is is yeah. like sometimes you have to go through that mess to yeah. come up with something and sometimes that mess can be super powerful right I, I always think back to the, one of the first years I was teaching there was a student who um, just was gluing feathers on a page mm-hmm. gluing 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 and it was like <laughs> what are you doing what is going on here I mean it was just a, a page of feathers and it turned out that the student's bird had died and it was a oh. beloved pet oh. Sorry, Jess. <laughs> Jess had a bird had tragedy a recently. Bird tragedy. But um, the bird had died, and and it was a it was a you know beloved pet, and so the student was making this as like yeah, a memorial, memorial to it. Okay. So I mean, there was deep meaning in that yep. mass of feathers. Yeah. So you just never know. I, and then the other thing I think that we've struggled with um, is where to draw the line on censorship. Yes. Over the years. Right. For sure. Particularly with violence yeah. in artwork. Um, you know, boys love to draw guns. They right. just do. It's in and their they have DNA. Access to so much more yep. these days. Right. Um, so we've definitely like that's that's always like a, like we will talk about that on a pretty regular basis. Right. Like where do we draw the line? What do we do? Right. Um, and we actually have brought it, we co coach a professional learning community at our school and we'll bring it to the group and 
have a discussion mm-hmm. based on that. So, I mean, Deerfield's a hunting community. So, like, right. I'm not into shaming the kids on that right. end, you yeah. know. Um, um, and then a lot of parents are in the military, so mm-hmm. there's that piece too. Mm-hmm. There's there's just a lot, right? But at the same time, we're doing lockdown drills in I schools, know. and right. that's unsettling. Yes, with sure. all the school shootings that have happened. So, mm-hmm. you know, it definitely with the allowance of creativity, it certainly can bring up a lot of discussion on some touchy subjects. Well, there's a lot of responsibility on our part and on the students part too, um, in that way, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, and it has actually allowed, we have great guidance counselors at our school Mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. Um, so if we like, because they're so, they can draw whatever they want and lots of times or not lots of times, but when we see something Mm -hmm. that's sort of a red flag picture, we, bring it there and then then they can get the help they need without this program yeah wow how would you identify that that's amazing yeah Yeah. wow you guys this is such a a progressive thing that you're doing it's just amazing it's so now i just feel so sad for all the rest of the kids well we're we teach at UNH and we're yeah so yeah Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. So we teach the <laughs> art education methods classes in elementary oh, um, one semester and a secondary another semester. So we're slowly nice. infiltrating and we right. talk, we, we joke that we're taking over the world. We're do not it. really, um, but do it. And we have, we, we tend to have art interns out of that program yeah. as well, mm-hmm. who will spend a semester with us in and the classroom. See. So that's really exciting. And we've had several who have gone out and are teaching now in the community and are implementing choice in their own classrooms. Mm -hmm. So it's really exciting to see that kind of grow and expand. I know Mm -hmm. I wrote on like three, um, I saw three past students on Instagram last night that were, they're all teaching and they were all, I was so excited because I wrote on each one of them. I'm so proud of you. Like (laughs) you guys really don't look old enough to have that happening. Oh, that's (laughs) sweet. Um, but yeah, we've been teaching at UNH now for actually a long time. I think six or seven years. Yeah, it has. I know (laughs) it goes fast. Yeah. It goes very fast. And that's super exciting too, because we get to, I think teaching at UNH forces us to stay current, Mm -hmm. um, because we're, we're teaching, you know, 22 year olds and they are current. And so we're Mm -hmm. constantly looking at, um, you know, new websites and new literature and art and art education to, to push those boundaries and to find ways to be more effective with them, right. which um, I feel like that just kind of guides everything. It guides those classes. It guides what we're doing in our classroom. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it keeps us on our toes, mm-hmm. which is True. really, really great. Yeah. Um, I don't, I mean, it's just an extra push for us. Yeah. And it's super <laughs> exciting because those students come to us. I mean, again, I feel like we steal from all of our students, yeah. whether they're five or whether they're 20. <laughs> um, so many students come in and they'll, they'll part of their, um, part of our program is we have them write and teach lessons. And mm-hmm. so they will teach us different lessons and we'll think, gosh, we never thought of doing it mm-hmm. that way before. Wow. And so we'll, we'll be able to steal from them. And sure. it's so exciting because yeah. it's such a collaborative we get um, so much energy from teaching that UNH class. Absolutely. It's, we, yeah, yeah, we really love it. Yeah. We have to watch our, make sure that we, we speak coherently though, because as you've seen, we, we speak telepathically. <laughs> a lot of, we tend to just like stare at each other sure. and grunt. You should see our planning process. Not even fun. It's, it's really. Like, we just like, we're like, oh, I was thinking in the, oh, oh me too. And, and then we yeah, could. Okay. And, and yes. then, yeah. One and thing that, leads to another. And, and then that's there. literally what and, it sounds and like. And that's a month worth of plans yeah. right there. <laughs> I love it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's hilarious. I love it. I love yes. it. So I do interview a lot of artists yeah. who um, had a career teaching. Yeah. And then when they retire, they pick up mm-hmm. they pick up mm-hmm. their own art. Is there are there any thoughts in the future for that? That's oh. such a good I know, question. Because I know you're both probably too busy right now. So it's yeah. Well, indicated. That. Yeah, it, we are very busy. I mean, I try to do a couple of things every year. Like every year, I um. And Jess does it most years too. Um, we do art PM at Bowie Gallery in Kittery, where you make a artwork in the month of February, and then it is displayed in a big group show. Okay, nice. um, I think that's. I think that gives me like a time frame and a period to have to yeah. do something, which is really important, and that that keeps me um, doing something at least and exhibiting once a year. Mm-hmm. Jess and I every year work collaboratively collaboratively on an artwork that goes into. Um, a, a raffle at school 
That's oh. Raffle. Yeah. It's and super fun. It's, oh, it's very, very is, fun. Yeah. And um, so that's that's one thing that we do. That's in the spring. And we pass it back and forth. We usually have okay. a couple going and yeah. we pass them back and forth. And it forces you to respond to something the other person has done, which is wow. really... And it. also release complete control. And yeah. And trust. And, and what mediums are, are there? It tends to be mixed. Yeah, yeah, lots of stuff. Lots of stuff. <laughs> lots of stuff. That tends to be a a two D piece. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that. So we we do we do work a little bit. I think we would probably you know in our in our dreams we would love to work more. You're right. Typically, what happens is the sum in the summer we do projects on our house. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> um, but one thing we've yeah. been experimenting with is epoxy in oh. the last couple months yes. so oh. we bought some for school and i'm actually like in the middle of a big project in my start kitchen with the one that you're yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i was like i've watched like thousands of videos on how to do this so i think next week's the week oh, um yeah. but that's another i know sarah's been like building a deck and yeah. working on roof uh siding wow. and yeah yeah so yeah. and we actually really love to do things like that yeah. um mm-hmm. i feel like for, and I'll just speak for the two of us because I know she thinks the I'm same just gonna way I do. Um, I feel like those kinds of projects feel, first of all, they're empowering to do on your own. And right. we know we have the skills, but they're also really meditative and um, mm-hmm. sort of help us recuperate in the summer because we are brain dead by yeah. the end of the school yeah. year. We right. are t- uh, tanked up. Like yeah. we just have nothing left. Right. So those kinds of um, things that we do in the summer are really important for you know, our mental health. And, right. mm-hmm. well, and I would say too, like we're constantly experimenting and learning new techniques because we want to be able to teach those to mm-hmm. students. And um, I, I find often that something I have never taught before, I teach better because when I, and I always do it first on my own and it, I'm thinking about what I'm doing when I'm doing it. If something that I've done a million times, I just can do it and it's harder to put it into words. Yeah, sure. So yeah. when I'm really kind of thinking about like what I'm doing and how I would say it, I, I, I teach it better. So mm-hmm. um, I think that that's, so we are always experimenting. Yeah. And we'll kind of get obsessed about <laughs> with like a medium that we're yeah. teaching the kids. And yeah. um, well, also with artists, I think right. yeah. we've really made an effort in the last couple of years to introduce our students to current working artists that yeah. are alive yeah yes. um and yeah. predominantly nice. women we've really made an yeah. effort to introduce mm-hmm. them to people like that and right. then we'll get like just enthralled with yeah. the artist yeah. and their yeah. their yeah. background right. and their yeah. little quirks and that's really yeah. that's exciting plus i think that um like for me i didn't know that i could like do art as a career Mm -hmm. like that was never like I my my parents my mother's a nurse my father's a steel worker and you know like they're both still working in their 70s they they love to work right Mm -hmm. um but that creative piece was always like I think they were a little bit yeah there was a fear there that like Mm -hmm. would I be successful um and I forgot where I was going well they didn't allow you to think that option yeah well it just wasn't out there but I want the students to know know. that one in every 10 jobs is art related and you can do this and there's so So much of a um everybody wants a creative mind now Mm -hmm. you know there are medical schools now that are requiring students to take art classes because it taps into a different problem solving mm-hmm. part of your sure. brain. So it's really, I mean, I think that's important for students to know that you're going to use art in some way at some point in your life, whether it's picking a color for your kitchen wall mm-hmm. or actually making a painting. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, so I think that's super important to get back to your question though. I feel like we went in this big like roundabout. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I would love the day when I get to do yeah. art all day long. The thing that scares me is I, I do get very nervous putting my artwork on display. That's mm-hmm. something that I still like. And I think that's probably why I've never Her really, so cool, I've never though. really gone yeah, that yeah. route is because yeah. it's just like, it feels so like scary. Like even when I'm part of a group thing, it just feels always scary to me. Right. And so I, I have such admiration for the artists that can 
really do that. We had um, Ralph Massiello, who's a children's book illustrator and artist come this year to visit and speak with the students. And he was talking about, he was so inspiring and so great. And so funny. He was funny <laughs> yeah. and charismatic and all sorts of things. And he was talking about the business of art. And he really, I feel like he is super great at promoting himself. And right. that's, I feel like that's a piece a lot of artists struggle with. Yeah. yeah. And that, that's, a, that's a really scary piece. I know personally for me, and I think probably for yeah. Tess as well. I mean, and that's like education wasn't like, like, even though my parents were like, you need to have a backup, it was never a backup for me. Like, this is what I love to do. Right. You know, right. I love creating art, but I never wanted to make a life right. by producing art. Like that was, if I, I always made things for myself or as gifts for people or yeah. things that I thought would be useful, but I was never interested in that marketing piece sure. as a, like, that's how I'm going to make a living. That's just never been a thing I wanted to do. Yeah, and it is today with the social media. I mean, you just, the people who are trying to right. make it, they've got to self-promote everything. All the time. It, that's like that's a full-time time job. Right. It really, really is. It really, yeah. You know? Um, yeah, and I think that's that's the thing of it. And, it. and I think you have to have such conviction in yourself. And mm -hmm. good for the people who do. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> you know, and I think I we know. see students that have that piece, and it's like, oh, like, I wish I had that. You right. Know? Like, oh, wow, right. they're really... You know, well, and like some of our former interns like have gone off and yeah. they're selling their work and they're doing really great things. Absolutely. It's so exciting. Right. We so. have one student that's got like a phenomenal Etsy shop and her photography on um, pictures of, she's a ceramic artist, mm -hmm. um, Katie Webster is her name. Um, Katie Webster, I think it is on Instagram <laughs> to give her a shout out, but like her what she has accomplished and what she is producing is incredible. Mm -hmm. It looks, it's so professional. It's just the whole promotion piece of it is beautifully right. done. Right. Um, right. So thoughtful and not too much. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I like it's, it's just balance. the perfect balance. Um, yeah, so that there's too much. There's those that are exactly like too much. Self too much. Right, right. Right. I don't really want to hear from you again. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yes. This way. Anyway. Right. Exactly. But wow. Uh, yeah, so that's something. great. And is that something that's changing, do you know? And, and I mean, it's always been something that the artists I interviewed say was lacking so much, the marketing aspect of, how, you know, how do you actually promote it? Right. In right. college, are they starting now to deal with that? I That's a good question. I mean, because we're on the teaching, teacher end of it, I'm not sure. I know mm -hmm. that when I went through, nobody talked about that right. piece. Mm -hmm. It was just about making. Mm -hmm. There was never a you know this is how you do this it. is how you're gonna right. go out and, go, and go sell yourself yeah there was none of that it was like mm. let's you know let's do the art part um I'm not sure I mean I think there must be some more of that but I think that like you said I think it has become a lot easier right. for everybody to right. sort of put mm -hmm. themselves out there and have you know uh following making that making yourself accountable to do it yeah right right exactly. and when you have that feeling of oh you know does anybody really like my stuff you know you're not sure right it's hard to it, it is, is hard. It's hard absolutely and there's such an image part of that um on the internet um i feel like with like people portray themselves and their work in a certain way and it's not always how you see it. Right. I think that's always so interesting to mm. me that there's this piece of it, especially you see this in the art teacher community. Jess and I are parts of a part of a lot of different, you know, art teacher Instagram pages. pages and that sort of thing. And everybody always puts up that perfect, oh, right. that perfect <laughs> image. It's like, oh, well, I don't know that it's always like that. Right. <laughs> so there is that yeah. piece too. Can I talk about the artists yes. we talked about? So we, there's an artist at Sarah found this year. We did a oh, lesson yeah. on portraiture and um, we were looking for a female portrait artist. Cur last year we did, working. yeah, last year we did Amy Sherald, which was fantastic because we coincided with the unveiling of the Obama portraits. Oh, nice. um, but this year she found this woman named Casey Zavaglia and she's a textile artist in the Midwest oh. and her portraits are embroidered. Wow. Unbelievably, you would not guess that oh it was, that it was it's thread. Amazing. But really? the thing that she actually talks about in the video that we showed our students is that they are living in this world that is curated and that's, mm -hmm. you know, not real. And the thing on her 
So her portraits are super real on the front side, and then the back side, it's all of the knots and yeah. the yeah. threads that are crossed over. Yeah. And she's like, everybody has this other side, this complicated yeah. side. And um, the students really responded to that. It was a great That's message. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and the work was just so interesting. And we started by showing the students the portrait and asking them, you know, like, what's the art media? And we got a lot of different yeah. um, paint, paint, like, cause they, they don't look like embroidery when you first look at them wow. and then you could flip to the backside and the, the reaction for them. Wow. <laughs> right. It was really fun to be able to be like, ha this yeah, is something nice. very different, but her message was wonderful. Right. It was really right. and of a time yeah. of this time, yeah. which was super important. And we, I think that's a piece of our um, job that we take very seriously mm-hmm. is like the empowering our students Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you know what like we have we can influence that you know what I mean what they're learning and who they're learning about and so we are very intentional on the people we choose to introduce them to yeah Yeah. you guys are just amazing so thank you a a, um, mutual friend introduced yes yes and um it's just uh, she was right (laughs) you have to interview well we love her she is she is just such a breath of fresh air i was actually i was on that my great last name martha dalrymple yes i was i was on her um interview committee last year when we hired her and and it was just when she came in she just i just a side but she was wearing this little pink blazer and she was so bubbly and sweet (laughs) and you could just tell that she had this great energy and um she's been a a great addition to our school yeah Mm -hmm. she's really wonderful and she's just always a team player and always willing to do whatever for the students which is awesome can i say one more thing sure i think part (laughs) of the reason why um our program works so well is just is because of our relationship our i mean we you know like we do speak in our own secret language which just happened naturally (laughs) but like we have a very similar work ethic. Mm. We have uh, just innate trust in one another. Right. And um, we are just all very open. Yeah. And um, I don't know, I think like we just clicked. Yeah. And we were lucky to, I, you know, there's a reason we didn't meet when we were both at UNH at the same time. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I feel like I know that we both feel just so fortunate to have one another and uh, because that's a pretty unusual thing. A lot of schools only have one art teacher and there's two of us and we, you know, Right. People call us the art so sisters. Single-minded. Yeah. We, yeah. The what? The art sisters. The art sisters. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much, Jess and Sarah, for coming in. Well, well thank you for pleasure. having us. Yeah. It's really fun to talk. Time and yes. group for next year. Yeah. We yeah. love talking about art education. <laughs> big doors. Yeah. I love it. Okay. All thanks right. again. Thank, thank you. you. If you found inspiration from today's show, make sure you are subscribed to the podcast and share it with a friend or two on social media. Also, take a moment to write a quick review on iTunes or share your takeaways from today's show on artistsofnewengland.com under today's episode. And while you're there, you'll find links to the topics mentioned in today's show. And don't forget to peruse the growing library of podcasts and resources. Thanks for listening. you got beauty to share with the world that no other human has. So get in the ring and pick up that brush.